Welcome to the Recursive Podcast. This is our first episode, and uh, we're going to start off by just quickly introducing ourselves and talking a bit about why we started this. So, my name is Albin. I'm Robert. We're two uh, Dutch slash Swedish people. I am at least. So what's this podcast going to be? Why did we start this? Yeah, so why did we start this? So uh, for one, I feel that, uh, you know, l- listening to podcasts is, is amazing. Uh, but creating also has a really good, gives a good feeling. You want to contribute to the whole podcasting space, I feel. And um, I think we have something reasonable to say about some things. So, you know, I think we could do a... a Give it a fair shot at least. Yeah? yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Because we usually talk about what we think are pretty interesting things uh, without recording it. So we thought this might be a good idea to just talk about design, technology, new things that we learned or side projects, failed side projects, exactly. future ideas, uh, yeah. things like this. Um. But in this first episode, we're going to start with introducing ourselves, uh, how we <laughs> ended up here, uh, what we do uh, on yeah. a daily basis, and uh, a bit about our background. So maybe you want to yeah, man, sure. it off? So yeah, like I said, I'm Robert, um, originally from the Netherlands. I came to Stockholm um, for a multitude of reasons, one of which is uh, work. Um, and my love for, I guess, Scandinavian countries. Um, and, uh, yeah, for the work part, I feel that Stockholm is a big hub, a big tech hub in many ways, like big tech companies are situated here or at least have a, uh, something going on here. Uh, there's a reasonable tech scene, um, and shout out to the people out there, you know, who out there or, uh. And if you are there, maybe you know, connect with us. We're happy to talk to you as well. Um, yeah, so for me, that's basically how I ended up in Stockholm um, due to work. And I feel that I'm, I'm going to stick around for, uh, for, uh, for a longer time. And not to forget to mention, yesterday, or the day before yesterday, I should say, whilst we're recording, by the way, uh, I, I, I reached the first year milestone. So, yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Your first year in, uh, in Stockholm. It's uh, feeling good. So uh, yeah, on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk a bit about your earlier sure. background, perhaps? Like yeah. How 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 did you end up in uh, technology or design or? Yeah. So um, shall I take it from birth almost, like that far away? Back? <laughs> Maybe we can skip uh, <laughs> middle school. <laughs> We can, Fair. Uh, Although I do there. feel that, you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I could there, summarize yeah. it from, from, from way back, it would be, uh, you know, I could see myself in hindsight being very intrigued by building things, discovering things, how things are put together, uh, working with computers in general, you know, playing games as a kid, but also just tinkering with a computer, uh, you know, having a reasonable amount of blue screens of death you know occurring but you know 
you live and you learn. You know, you will have to experience those. Yep, exactly. Um, and then I um, was about to do a, uh, a more, you know, intense studies in the Netherlands. Um, I chose not to do informatics, um, mainly because I superficially thought about it like as being too much mathematical or you know complex which in hindsight right now i mean there are definitely um aspects of it which you know uh, make use of that and there is different languages which were leaned towards more mathematical approaches and whatnot but there's definitely a reasonable space out there that is just creative building and you know being a, a builder in general, and I think that the now like uh, thinking back why why I picked a, a different uh, studies, I did pick a study which was very much related to IT, mm -hmm. being IT business uh, business IT and management. Yeah. So you're touching the space between business IT and. That basically put me up for a uh, position as a IT project manager, mm -hmm. wherein I was, you know, the the connector between people wanting a website, people having an idea for an app or any customization on anything, uh, me translating that into actionable points for developers, uh, and also keeping track of, you know, the tasks and the budgetary and things like really project management things mm -hmm. after doing that for several years uh, enjoying most of it i felt that i saw a lot of things happening which i would be part of more intensely which was the building the actual changing yeah. of the things the, the, you I know can i can yeah, imagine I, yeah exactly <laughs> Just wanting to jump into yeah. the code and fixing something. Um, and I did do some things, but it was really just the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, what I've learned from school back in the day was just, you know, simple HTML, CSS, and maybe some PHP. Uh, but that wasn't building a full understanding of what I was changing. So at some point, I felt that I wanted to do, you know, do it big, basically. So I took the opportunity, which was COVID actually, the world was slowing down. Mm. So took that moment to basically quit my current job and just go on full monk mode, I would say, and just learn how to code. Um, mm -hmm. I just started off with some hobby projects. I so, so how did you know where to even start? Did you ever think about going back to school or was it natural for you to just go the self-taught um, route? Good question. So school was never something that passed my mind, to be honest. A boot camp, I did look it up, but I found it way too expensive for what I feel would be the potential outcome of it. Um, and I had time on my hands, so you know I could just grind on it. I did have a few colleagues from my past work who were developers and who are willing to guide me with some questions or some resources, which helped me out with some things, but I got the ball rolling pretty quickly for myself and started off with some basic 
projects. And yeah, I discovered that there were a lot of communities on Discord that could help you out with questions and whatnot. So tap into that as well. But it's, it's been a lot of tinkering, playing, figuring out things out, yeah. seeing where it breaks and, you know, building a understanding like that. Um, uh, yeah, I did obviously did some reading or I read some articles or did a deep dive, deep dive there, but never ever that was the guideline or at least the, the main thread for me yeah. to learn things. I, uh, I learned by doing. Uh, maybe you can concur on your part if you uh, want to speak on that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a bit before, um, before we started the recording, but... I feel like most engineers, uh, designers, builders in general, they learn best by doing, mm -hmm. because that's what we do in our in our job. We build things like we don't sit around and read all day. So I think it's very natural uh, to uh, to want to do things uh, and, yeah. and learn that way. That's how yeah, I do so, it. Yeah. Well. So um, let me uh, try to wrap things up before I. I like to pass the ball to you because you know i want to know uh, more in detail what your background is and everything so for me to wrap things up like we're nearing the current date actually i'm still exploring new things still expanding on my knowledge i think i've built a reasonable knowledge base for myself and i got acquainted acquainted with the syntax a lot like if i'm reading something it doesn't feel like I spend a lot of mental energy understanding in. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's more about building or understanding new paradigms or concepts in general, like how to apply certain things, uh, especially with TypeScript. Like, you know, we can still mm -hmm. push the boundary. Like, there's a lot of tools out there. So with uh, TypeScript, it's just that you can stop at the tip of the iceberg with just a regular interface or type definition. But there's a whole magical world out there, man. Like, you know, figuring out how to programmatically uh, infer types or, you know, uh, create a type uh, dynamically in generics and picking and combining and all of, jazz, all of that jazz, basically. So, yeah, that's uh, where I'm still venturing. So how, how long did it take for you studying by yourself until you managed to get your first job oh, that's as funny. a developer? That's funny. Yeah. So I kind of picked a date in my mind that I, I quit my job officially um, end of November 2020. And I got my first job as a developer December 1, 2020. That's really fast. That's really fast. Exactly. In hindsight, it's it's insane. Um, because for most people, it takes a minimum of three months if they go to a boot camp and study really, really intensely. But that's thanks. that's very yeah, impressive. I, I, it's 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 I think two things. So one is with uh, I I had a special combination of skills, being a project manager prior, right? Having a Scrum methodology uh, in build. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you 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 you'd probably seen code and like you you had to read code I suppose and you were you you surrounded yourself with engineers and and that probably yeah, helped you. Yeah, a bit as I well. guess the mindset was already there in many ways. But yeah, that's uh, 
That's a really interesting question, which I would like to talk more about later on. But I think it's nice to 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 hear some some of your background first. Yeah. Uh, very interesting story. First of all, uh, really fascinating. I didn't know uh, you got your first job that fast. That's uh, that's uh, very impressive. Um, yeah. So my name is Albin. I'm uh, I'm from Sweden, but my my father is from uh, the Netherlands. So we do speak uh, Dutch sometimes uh, after a couple of beers. <laughs> Yeah, then yeah. I get a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so maybe I can start with with uh, what I do today, as you did. I currently work as a lead front end developer at a uh, startup here in Stockholm. Um, we're a team of twelve people, um, very small, very intimate, but I really like it. You get to to influence on so many parts of the company, and you learn so much and. Uh, you really become a family in in a small company, and uh, yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. But uh, it's it's been a long journey for sure. Um, so let's take it back a little bit. I studied technology in high school, and before that, I I've, I've always been really creative and very into drawing and graphic and all of that growing up in in uh, the early 2000s like when when the skate skate scene was very big and the hip-hop and the, and the graffiti and so i did a lot of 3d as well for for uh, for uh, classmates and selling logos for four or five bucks here and there and just kind of drifting like that but when i started high school i realized HTML, CSS, JavaScript, it's so amazing that you can create websites by just changing some text in a file. You know, the the, the story of inspect element, that's where, where everyone starts. Uh, you feel like a hacker. <laughs> and that's that's kind of where you get that, that bug for just learning more. Yeah, so I just spent nights and weekends for several years honestly just trying to 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 learn online from all these courses code academy youtube was was starting to take off and uh, yeah i managed to land my first job at a small startup in uh, in a city close to stockholm um they probably shouldn't have hired <laughs> me because <laughs> i didn't know anything in in uh, in hindsight but uh, that's where I learned everything, really. I got, we were a team of six people. Um, so I got to, to learn a lot from the existing engineers. I started out mostly doing design for, for them, building wireframes for, for their new application and things like that. But uh, what happens in a startup is you get thrown into to other stuff because it's need, it need, needs to get done. Uh, you don't have a choice. Um, but then I realized I actually prefer coding because just spending your days in, in Figma or in Sketch to me felt way too disconnected from the actual product and from the business. But uh, when you actually get to build the stuff you're designing, I don't know, it, get, it feels more real in some way. Um, I got a lot more out of that mentally and like 
uh, it really challenged me in the beginning. So I worked there for a couple of years, as startups often do. They don't succeed. This one didn't either. Um, so I, I went off to a, a slightly bigger company. When we started, we were la- around 30 people. Uh, I worked there also for a couple of years. And when I left, we were 60 people. So that was uh, a very intense couple of years of uh, very, very fast growth, which I think that's very hard to get right in a, in a startup when you grow that fast. The culture kind of changed a lot during those years and COVID started to come around. And yeah, just working from home and not really having any colleagues either. That was very, very hard. And um, yeah, that's when, when I decided I want to go to Stockholm. I'm tired of just sitting at home, not meeting anyone. Um, so yeah, I started looking for jobs in Stockholm. It was actually quite hard because um, I didn't have a lot of experience. I, I had a few years, but um, um, it was quite hard actually to get get interviews yeah so uh, you said you're looking for jobs in stockholm right now you are working in stockholm but is that your first job here in stockholm yes first. this is my first job here and did you start off because you mentioned you're a team lead right did you start things as a team lead or grew your way into that no i i grew my way into that um when i started i started as a full stack engineer uh, working very, very closely with our uh, CTO. He decided to, to leave the company after some time. As I did in my previous company, he had also had a, a tough couple of years during COVID mm-hmm. at uh, this company. So he was also, he was a bit tired of the tech industry. He decided to go a completely different route, uh, which was very, uh, very interesting for all of us to... Uh, to handle that but um, yeah that, that basically put me in a position to at least take ownership of the front-end part of uh, of the the application we yeah, were building and, and, and when how far in working for this company did this happen um i would say roughly maybe seven eight months something like this and then uh, yeah we started hiring people i got to be a part of that hiring uh, a couple of people, very interesting, uh, something I hadn't done at the previous company and, and never in my career. Yeah, so that's pretty much where I'm at now. I uh, lead the front-end development here and uh, basically architected our application with uh, yeah. from the ground up. Yeah. Which from was the ground really up, fun. that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, basically when I started, the application that was built by our CTO was a bit lacking, which is completely understandable because... He was the sole developer, so he had to focus on backend and frontend and design and architecture and databases. And it, of course, then some parts aren't going to be perfect. So I basically got to redo the frontend parts, which was uh, really fun, but also, of mm-hmm. course, very challenging. Did um, you have any ideas prior to changing all of that, like? I want to take it that direction or I want to use this technology or like how did you think about that? Yeah, he had chosen Next.js before. So that was, uh, we had uh, we had a foundation at least. So it was natural to keep Next.js also because it's a very good 
React framework. I've always worked with React, so that's that felt like a natural choice for me. It's very easy to find engineers. The community is very big. The the libraries are are endless, and uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty pretty easy choice. Um, I went with Tailwind CSS because that's something I really enjoy working with. And uh, it's a bit of a controversial topic, of course, especially if you're on Twitter. <laughs> um, but uh, I really like Tailwind because they have a team of very, very talented and experienced designer who has formed this very, very low-level design system that you can use and still build very custom experiences. You don't have to settle for, for something that doesn't look the way you want. If you go with something like Material UI or Ant Design or Chakra or something like this, you're very locked into to their way of doing things and their, their design. Uh-huh. And I didn't want that. Um, so that's why I went with the Tailwind CSS. And I'm very... Okay. Very happy with yeah. the choice. You're you're a big um, advent or of Tailwind. You you would recommend it to everyone to try out. Um, to try, definitely. I wasn't a huge fan of Tailwind in the beginning, to be honest, because I think as engineers we're very quick to see its downsides instead of its upsides. Um, one part of this is because I tried Tailwind very early on when it was lacking some things and it was a bit clunky to write and it didn't have just-in-time mode. Mm -hmm. So you got huge CSS files. Uh, now that's all gone and it, they make it very easy to, to compile for, for production. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would recommend uh, trying it out. What we've done is we've built a completely custom component library that uses Tailwind under the hood. So the user of the of the component library doesn't really have to care about Tailwind. They just import a stack component and a button component and a typography component. Um, and then they can use Tailwind for, for custom things if they want to. Um, and that works. Right, yeah, well. let's maybe talk about that in a different episode. Like do a little deeper dive yeah, on. Definitely, we can do Yeah, right. Like, I have many questions, but um, I'm going to keep it. Um, to the introductionary uh, level here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very interesting story to say the least. I mean, it's very, uh, very compelling to to see how you've grown from being interested in to the design to, you know, feeling more that actuating on design is more, yeah, lively becomes more lively, which makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I'm. To, to basically not label you or, or any sort, but to how I could summarize you, if you have to, within the realm of developers, you're, at least comparatively to people I know of and myself, you're more leaning towards design and uh, front end. I would almost say pixel perfect type guy, right? So... Things should be aligned really in a way you, you, you see things um, whenever they are not aligned, which I feel is a, a quality of a, of a designer to say. Yeah, yeah you get to hear it yeah. a lot from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not into making fancy things. Mm -hmm. 
I want to make things that feel... I always come back to this quote, design should be invisible. Design shouldn't stick out. I mean, in some cases, but then it's like a question of art versus design, which is a whole different topic. But I want to build things that feel natural to the user in its context. Uh, I want things to be aligned, balanced. Uh, Hierarchy should be very thought through. Accessibility is a big thing of mine I I really want to to focus on. But uh, yeah, I think you're pretty spot on. I like to build nice UIs to, to keep it simple. I mean, to mention something that recently happened here, yeah, just before, before this the episode, episode, exactly. Getting good quality hardware is uh, is also a statement of of, of your um, yeah your respect for uh, good colors or good you know uh, layout and how things look. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm very into design in general and like interior design, architecture, photography and and uh, everything in between and i get a lot of my inspiration from products like uh the macbook and the iphone mm-hmm. and and everything that yeah. apple does teenage engineering is a big inspiration for yeah. me they make things that are high quality and i can really yeah. appreciate that yeah, yeah spending the time the extra time on a product to take it to the next level right or at least make it sure it's finished yeah, definitely. And spend, I always, like, you should spend more time than you think on the details. That's what I really like about where I work now, is we get the chance to actually take a couple of days on polishing a calendar component mm-hmm. or a slider to make it pixel perfect and feel natural. And we just we don't just settle for radio buttons that look like everything else yeah. and i really appreciate yeah. that and i think a lot more people should do it <laughs> yeah exactly i mean beautiful products they just you know have something if it looks right it looks right right yeah it makes it makes sense when things look right it just yeah you can tell yeah a very good example of this is a swedish company called Pleo. Mm-hmm. it's basically a service that companies can use for getting debit cards and like getting multiple for their employees and they can manage it and handle receipts and transactions. Uh-huh. And I got to see their application yesterday. And you can you can probably imagine in your head what this looks like. It's like a company software. It probably looks like Windows 95. <laughs> but But this was so beautiful. It was so thought through and... You could really see the time the designers and the engineers spent on just making the UI a little bit more joyful to use. Adding keyboard shortcuts, uh-huh. adding proper white space, some colors, illustrations, things like this. And was it built with Tailwind? I don't know. All right. I hope so. Maybe. Let's <laughs> check it out later. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, answer that one. Yeah. And if you, if you want to check it out for yourself, you can probably just Google for Playo. Yeah. All very, right. very interesting. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, it's very interesting to, to, to uh, um, talk about design as well. So I would like to touch on the subject, which is in general what the podcast is going to be about. And so 
word we already you know, spoke about is what you've been learning in the past. And I think it's very interesting as a developer in general that things are moving quickly in several directions. So, you know, there's always something new to learn, something new to try out, um, to talk about, discuss, having opinions about, right? Like you mentioned with the tailwind being a uh, highly opinionated uh, topic, uh, especially in Twitter space, you said, and I've witnessed. <laughs> um, so to, to do kind of, again, touch on the subject, what podcast is going to be about, I think like, yeah. you know, what, we, what we've learned could definitely be something we could zoom into on a weekly or at least frequent basis to uh, say something about that. But also, for example, like where, 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 where would you normally get your ideas from is it like the twitter space like where where, where where would you get your new information where is that yeah um twitter is a good space definitely i spend way too much time there but what what i really like about twitter is you can really like create your own little world of things you like and people you you admire that's what i've done throughout the years twitter is really bad when you just sign up because you you just see political drama or <laughs> Uh, famous people dancing um, but you can really curate your little own world there so yeah Twitter is a good place I think Hacker News is obviously good it's a bit like looking for a needle in the haystack on Hacker News sometimes you find something that's interesting but most of the time it's just weird stuff <laughs> yeah that's probably the, the product hunt is also good but that's also becoming a bit saturated in my mm -hmm. opinion But yeah, Twitter. Build a good yeah. Twitter circle. Yeah, for me, um, I recently tuned into Twitter. Recently being maybe a couple of months now. And initially, I wasn't a big social media guy. For me, at some point, I got the sense that Twitter, tech Twitter is pretty big. Or at least it's interesting. And like you said, if you curate your list properly, it can be very powerful and interesting and uh, fun and so i've done actually so with uh, a little assistance from a father podcaster wes boss uh, which i uh, yeah listen to regularly on, on his podcast he told me well he, he basically vouched for his list so i signed up went through his list went your through your list like you know several people and just build your web from there right so um Yeah, definitely once your Twitter list is curated to a certain point, it becomes an accelerator as well. I mean, how frequently I am on Twitter, but then also taking notes on, oh, that's interesting to do. And that's also, oh, wow, that, that's a new concept. Or like there's always, I feel, and actually I mentioned this to several people, uh, being very positive about Twitter for tech at least, that it's so packed with information which is useful regarding hacker news for example it's interesting and it's, it's it's very diverse because there's no curated list it's very diverse and sometimes there's something interesting on there but it's not that powerful or you know canon like as twitter can be if you really um, zoom into that so for me also like twitter 
and uh, yeah, Hacker News as a website, but also like The Verge or just in general, like what's out there in tech. Very interesting, always, always uh, checking it out, like at least every month, uh, most of the websites I, I go by. But like I said, like West Boss and, you know, which Syntax podcast, like other podcasts I also very much enjoy listening to because there is there is something about having a person tell something about a subject from their perspective, right? How they learn things, what their opinion is about. It doesn't mean that's your opinion, right? It's just an opinion. And uh, yeah, that's very, very, very um, enticing. Sometimes also YouTube, but it's becoming less and less for me personally, mainly because of Twitter, I would say, because it's more dense it's quicker like there's shorter videos yeah i mean there's a few there's a, yeah but on, on youtube there's a few channels out there like fireship where it's it's for me for example where I, what I, I actually recently touched it again just to get this 100 seconds overview video on a topic and then it becomes very useful right it, it, it lays out the playing field draws the, the borders a little bit like okay what, what, what's the definition of things but not to forget to mention actually what what's becoming a bigger and bigger source for information for me as well chat gpt it is <laughs> it is oh, yeah oh man let's save this for for another episode <laughs> sure. so so to, to just wrap things up a little bit maybe the podcast is going to be about things we learn, but it's also going to be a conversation between us. What do we have on our minds this week? What did we learn about? What what new things did we try out? It's also going to host discussions on general topics, on design, technology, side projects, and really everything in between. Maybe things that happen on our work or interesting ideas we have or just problems or really anything that we would be having a discussion about anyways yeah <laughs> uh, we're just gonna record it and, and share it with you guys yeah and uh, i mean the the concept might change a little bit over time uh, we haven't planned this super detailed no nope. so let's uh, take it as it comes agreed agreed yeah i agree and um yeah I'm looking forward to it, actually, and uh, yeah, it was nice to, to, to hear about your backstory and uh, what you're interesting in, interested in. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think this first episode uh, went okay. We might throw it all away, but <laughs> <laughs> let's, see let's see if it ends up on the interwebs. Um, okay, so if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in your podcast app of choice. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Recursive and don't forget to tune in next time.